Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe Church Podcast. This is a podcast designed for those who are interested in learning more about Tribe Church, our core values, beliefs, uh, and messages, including messages that will occur starting September 16th when we launch at the AMC in Plainfield at Perry Crossing. My name is Pastor Matt Dilley. And my name is Pastor Carrie Dilley. And today our sermon title is A Little Bit of Wisdom. So today we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of wisdom and what we've been doing um, on Sunday nights. We've been having a group of young adults, over, mm-hmm. you know, so the high school to college age, and we've been reading through the book of Ecclesiastes. And even though today a lot of our stuff's going to come from Proverbs, um, we've been talking a lot about what it means to have wisdom. What does wisdom mean? Right. Um, what does that look like? Well, the book of Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes were both written by King Solomon. So there's a lot of there's a lot of connection between the two books. Absolutely. And so um, we thought we would continue sort of that trend that we're doing with that into uh, the podcast as well. Yeah. So Proverbs 4, 7 says, Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. In the version that I read, it said, um, instead of understanding, it said insight. And I think that that, that really... I think before we even talk about wisdom, we have to talk about the difference between knowing things and being a person who sort of has a wide berth of knowledge and being a person who is wise, who has good discernment, who has good understanding, who has good insight. That's good. It's also interesting because like another thing in Proverbs, and I think he actually talks about it in Ecclesiastes too, is that do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so funny because it's like wisdom is this thing that we want to obtain, we want to have, but we can never really acknowledge that we have it. Right. (laughs) Once you have it or... or... (laughs) If you ever do. Right. right. Yeah. It's sort of this... Uh, odd thing that, you know, the second you say, you know, you're wise, it's like, well, then then you're not. Right. Right. You have to be really careful. <laughs> yeah. So this unobtainable goal of, of wisdom. It's like humbleness. Right. Yeah. It's remaining. It's, I think it's just, it's just dangerous to say, when you say that you're wise, I think it's just insinuates that you are above making a mistake, that you are above, um, making the wrong choice right? Um, when none of us are above that. I also think it feels like you're done learning. Like if you say like, oh, well, now I'm wise. You can say I'm wiser than I was. Right. But I don't think that we ever want to stop learning. We ever want to stop growing in our understanding, our insight, and our discernment. Well, I, th- I also think that um, gaining... As we continue to gain wisdom, I've, I've heard people say, you know, I gained wisdom in that, like I gained wisdom right. in that thing. Right. And I think that's a little bit more acceptable in that you're saying like, I like, not that I've gained the gamut of wisdom, not that I have like, you know, uh, uh, wisdom on everything, mm-hmm. but in that specific area, I've gained wisdom in that. Like I've learned from my mistakes. I think there's something right. um, good about that. Well, and I also think like the other night we were having a conversation with some friends and I said, you know, I don't know a lot about this, but within our circle of friends, I know more than everybody else. And so I would certainly not call me wise on that particular subject, but, um, given the group of people that we were with, I was the one who had the most knowledge of that subject. And so I felt like I'm the one who needs to kind of point us in the right direction. So in Proverbs, it lists four types of people. Um, 
and so Proverbs seven seven says, "I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense." So the first type of person that it really kind of um, addresses is the simple, or the young, or the young, right? I, I I love that it says that I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense, and I think we say that about people at least. I've definitely said that about, you know, uh, teenagers. Oh, he I've has said no it sense. about, well, and I've said it about like past Matt and Carrie. Like, oh, yeah. When we were just talking the other day about like you were, you said something, you're like, well, I was 24. And I'm like, yeah, you were, you were super 24 that day. Right. Yeah, I was. I was 24, that the thing that she's talking about. And it also, the cure for that, the cure for sort of like having that no sense is really just time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you say past Matt and Carrie because it is past in the past that those mistakes were made and over time we, you know, you learn from those. Um, That's how you change from having Mm -hmm. no sense to having sense. Some sense. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It was one of those things too. I guess you can never really say you fully have it. Right. Right. Uh, The other uh, group that it lists in uh, Proverbs is um, a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. So the foolish or the fool. And unfortunately the cure for that one is tragedy. Um, When, some sort of trauma comes into that person's life. A lot of times it makes them sort of wise up. Um, I see this a lot with my fifth graders. Like, not that, again, like I think the thing with they're young, but like they grow up so much in fifth grade and not that they have like these big tragedies, but like they're just careless and then they learn to be more careful with whatever it is. I think that's true. The the It's not... It doesn't have to be a massive tragedy, but, you know. No, to make you wiser. I mean, I, I think a, a lot of people come out of a major tragedy, like a much better, stronger, smarter, wiser person. But. Wiser, yeah. The next group is um, Proverbs 9, 7 through 8. says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. So the mocker. And... Uh, and this is honestly, I guess we could call this the cure for, for most people, but um, God is the cure for the mocker, the one who doesn't seem to find joy in anything, the one who seems to um, attack right. everything around them. I think, and I think that advice is more for like us to sort of step back and just let God, when you are mocked or ridiculed or made fun of or, right. or whatever. Um, or made to feel less than worthy. Right. Um, just to let God be the one who takes care of that. Right. There, there's this quote that I've heard, and I love it. It's by George Bernard Shaw. It says, I learned long ago never to wrestle with a pig. You get dirty, and besides, the pig likes it. And I think that's <laughs> even true, when, especially when it comes to people who are mocking you and being ridiculed. Right. Or people who are sort of, you know, in a way playing dirty. And not like calling them a pig, but it's saying like the people who are like that, who they, that's what they enjoy. They're doing that. They love that. Not necessarily because they feel that way, because that's sort of what they love. Right. You know? And uh, really the cure for them is to have a, a closer relationship with God. To, right. And, and for us as well, like you said, to not... To let God take care of it. Correct. Yeah. And then also in Proverbs it says, "Instruct the wise, and they will never be wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning." So it also addresses the wise. Um, 
Which is very cool. <laughs> yeah, which is very cool. There's a little bit of hope but, in there. Right. So there are wise people. They just don't acknowledge that they're wise. <laughs> right. But I think you know who they are. Right. I mean, at least I know there's people in my life where I'm like, I feel like this person has great wisdom and great discernment. And I will definitely ask them about it, even though most of those people, or I, I guess all of those people would not acknowledge the fact that they're wise. You mm-hmm. know, And most they might acknowledge that they've seen some things. Right. That time has passed for them. So what happens, like, how do you get, um, you know, that wisdom? Well, the fear of the Lord is the wisdom. So Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So there's three things we want to talk about with um, getting, like, sort of getting the fear of the Lord or acknowledging the fear of the Lord. And the first one is that God is awesome. Um, and I think we use the word awesome in a different way that it mentions it in the Bible. Like when it says awesome in the Bible, it means all knowing, all powerful, omnipotent, full of all, full of awe. Yeah. We're actually reading through with the leadership, our leadership of tribe church uh, is going through the whole Bible uh, since the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And we're in, we're in the book of Isaiah right now. And in Isaiah, it says, do you not know, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. And I think that in and of itself is awesome. I think one of the things that we've really been talking about with um, like the students that we've been meeting with is the idea that they all sort of want to have an intimate understanding of how God operates and how God thinks and how God handles every situation. And, while we can talk about that, one, from a theological aspect, things that they might be able to understand and, and stuff that maybe they haven't covered before, but ultimately they will never be on the same level as God, because if they were, then right. he really wouldn't be God. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got to be more than that. He's got to be more than what we can understand, more than we can fathom. He has to be awesome. Awesome. Right. God is also holy. Um, I think that's another really important thing for us to understand um, when we're thinking about the fear of the Lord. In Hebrews, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. I, I love the receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. One, mm-hmm. I just, I really love that. I know that doesn't necessarily tie into the, the holiness aspect, but I love the idea of God's kingdom cannot be shaken, it cannot be moved, uh, that he has overcome already. Right. When I think about, like, um, again, we've been reading the Bible th- with our team. I think about like they talk about all the other different gods, and there's this one scene in the Old Testament where they're sort of challenging the other gods, and the other gods are obviously not doing anything, and then God is like doing all of these things, and it's just really cool. And so I think that ties in with that as well. And also, God is right. Um, so I think sometimes we get into this uh, argument with God as if. Um, God is somehow we can make God be wrong about something. You know what I mean? But God is is the right. God is justice. God is righteousness. Uh, Psalms says, "The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. 
The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold. They're much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned in keeping them. There is a great reward. I love that the law of the, I love how it breaks that down. The law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commands of the Lord, and then the mm-hmm. fear of the Lord. Right. And really that the fear of the Lord, it's it's having a healthy fear. It's like we can talk about God and being this all-loving God who sent his son, who loves us so much that he's willing to send his son to die for us. Even if it was just for one, he would be willing to do that. Mm-hmm to die for for us to so that we can have a relationship with him and i do think that god is love and that has to be at the forefront of what we do but also god uh we should have a fear of god because yes. god god in yes <laughs> god is god you know yes. what i mean and he controls every single moment every single breath that mm-hmm. we breathe every single thing um that we uh interact with like it's it's run uh, by God, and I think that should be awe-inspiring and therefore uh, fearful to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Proverbs nineteen twenty three says, "The fear of the Lord leads to light, leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm." And I think that's where that fear of the Lord, like, I don't know. I know that we've talked about like parents a lot, and that some people have great parents and some people don't have as great of parents. But I had really great parents, and I loved them and respected them, but was also super terrified of them um and didn't want to disappoint them didn't want to do something that would make them upset you know because like there's nothing that scares me more than my dad being mad except for maybe you being mad like (laughs) I don't want you to be mad at me um and so I think that it's that healthy fear and it does it brings life and it brings security and it brings protection well and so really the wisdom from this is that when you understand what it means to fear God, you can live fearlessly. Exactly. Because you have the healthy fear that it comes from God, but then you also have the truth uh-huh. that God involved in your life allows you to live fearlessly because nothing else can even come close uh, to the awe-inspiring power of God. So nothing else could even remotely affect you in the way that God could. So if you understand what it means to have a healthy fear of God, you can live the rest of your life fearlessly. Amen. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. If you're interested in hearing more about Tribe Church, you can always go to our website, tribechurch.info, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tribe Church Plainfield on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow along with the story of Tribe at my blog, tribeliving.info. And you can continue listening to this podcast all the way up to our launch date, September 16th, 2018, at the Perry Crossing AMC. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.